Can you see me? Can you hear me? Good morning, everybody. Michael Roby, 5x5. Five five. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Burr from the internet, but you probably already know that. If you're one of those people that's not freaking subscribed, what's wrong with you, bro? Grow up. It's like two clicks. The little subscribe button, the little bell icon. It's like 40% of the people who watch the show aren't subscribed. I'm sorry your mom didn't hug you enough and pat you on your bottom and tell you you were special. But this is the real world where if we watch more than three things from the same creator on YouTube, we click the subscribe button. For everybody else, good morning. It's been about a week since I've seen y'all. Um, things have been a little busy around here. They've been good, but they've been a little busy around here. And uh, yeah, it's been slightly under the weather. You know how it goes. More thumbs, says Shane. Shane is going to lose his collective shit, Bear Nation, if you do not give the little thumbs up button a press. What's up, Venti? I love you back. Uh, so, you know, uh, sorry, not sorry. It's been a week since we did the last brief. You know the drill. Um, if you've been on Patreon, phenomenal content going up on Patreon lately. Like, I don't know if you're into Polyface Farms, Joel Salson at all. We'll talk more about that later in the brief, which is, of course, brought to you by... The creator of the universe, Yahweh, your Elohim, the Lord, your God. You might have heard of him. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, and the patrons and refugemedical.com for whom I am the chief shill. But I get to shill because I started it in my barn four years ago, 30 yards that way. Okay. Okay, bear. All right. Should we do the show? YouTube actually notified me for once. Long Road Farms. Bless you. Enjoy a coffee on me. I will. I don't think this, I don't like, I don't think this consultancy likes their logo on camera. So I'll turn this cup this way. They're, uh, one does not just work with them. You don't just call them up and say, hey, give me a class on insert thing here. All right. Bear Independent Brief. The 1st of November, 2023. It is, by the way, we all go and die Wednesday. You know, I was wondering, what should I name this brief? And, um, the world's a smoldering pile of shit on fire was not a good YouTube title. So I just went with the old classic. We all going to die Wednesday. We're going to talk about uh, Israel and Hamas. We're going to talk a little bit about world news. Uh, Zelensky is like cry face emoji right now because, you know, but what about my war in Ukraine? Yeah, well, sorry, bro. Welcome to the United States. We got a new one already. We, uh, you know, what's it, 17 years of peace? in our almost 250 year history. And of course, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about homegrown terror. Uh, Christopher Ray, who's the director of the FBI, is saying we're in a heightened state of alert due to international happenings. Yes. And then there was a, there's a small amusement park in Colorado that uh, one poor soul may have been, may have been part of an ongoing MK Ultra thing going on. So we're going to touch on that because, you know, why not, right? We're going to spend a little time together this morning, about an hour of your day. We're going to drink coffee together, run our errands together, feed the sheep together, whatever it is you got going on that side of the camera. I'll be on this side talking at the rectangle. Bear Independent Brief, 1 November 23. Uh, for those of you who live in a hollowed tree with the Keebler elves or underground with the hobbitses, Israel began its major ground events offensive overnight on October the 28th. 
Uh, during his announcement of the second stage of the war, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, quote, we are only at the beginning, end quote. And that's important to understand. Israel, talk about managing expectations, has been saying from jump, this is not going to be quick. This is going to be slow, grinding, methodical, months-long, maybe even years-long operation. Several hundred thousand people remain in, in northern Gaza, including, including about 600 Americans. Israel has been bombing Gaza for 24 days now. For those playing along in the home game, that's approximately 3.5 weeks. And according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, and this is something that we should all get used to, okay? You get your earlobes turned on. I got them on, bear. All right. The Palestinian Health Ministry sounds professional. It sounds legitimate. It's operated by Hamas and it is part of the Hamas propaganda wing. So remember that. According to the Hamas propaganda wing, the Palestinian Health Ministry, over 8,300 people in Gaza have died, with about 70% of those being women and children. Now, I'm not saying there aren't civilian casualties because there are. Because that's what happens when you're a terrorist piece of shit who co-locates with innocence. But the likelihood that it's 8,300 people, 70% of whom are women and children, is low. Just like, remember the Al-Aqsa Hospital uh, or Al-Ahi Hospital, it's the Al-Aqsa Mosque, forgive me, I'm... Uh, no mucho islamo um the all all oxy right yeah hospital remember when that blew up because a quote israeli rocket hit it and more than 500 no 800 no 1200 people were killed yeah according to the palestinian health ministry mm, turns out no no Israeli ordinance doesn't do that. And a whole bunch of uh, government-funded O-centers from around the world were looking at the imagery going, no, that, that wasn't an Israeli rocket. And it didn't hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot. And maybe 50 people died. And it's more likely, much more likely, that it was a Hamas rocket that never got off the ground. Mm, interesting. And that's what we call the propaganda machine, information warfare, which is a facet of fifth generation war, which is what we're experiencing now. So the Palestinian health ministry sounds super duper official. Like there's a bunch of people who've got framed fancy pieces of paper on the wall that are issuing edicts and credos. No, it's propaganda, dude. All right. So according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, over 8,300 people in Gaza have died, with about 70% of those being women and children. UNICEF has said that, quote, more than 420 children are being killed or injured in Gaza every day, based upon the Palestinian Health Ministry numbers. And, quote, Save the Children reported yesterday that nearly 3,200 children were killed in Gaza in just three weeks. This surpasses the number of children killed annually across the world's conflict zones since 2019, end quote. There's a word for this. It's been bandied about by some other personalities on the interwebs. It's called atrocity propaganda. And the use of atrocity propaganda is obviously to sway hearts and minds, right? Israel is the aggressor here. Um, 
let us not forget October 7th, 2023, Hamas attacked with about 1,200 aggressors and began killing Israeli women and children and the elderly and the IDF. On the eighth day of Sukkot, the highest, holiest day of the year, the, the great day, it's literally called the great day. It is the culmination of the Moedim, the appointed times, Leviticus 23. Everything that happens in Gaza now is downstream from that. And you could argue, well, why did Hamas feel the need to attack? It's because of the Palestinians being oppressed in Gaza and the West. But yeah, we could go there for sure. Why is it that all the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank are... Uh, living a poverty-level existence while their leadership has net worths in the billions of dollars and are sheltered in places like the United Arab Emirates and Qatar. Why is that? Why is it that the international relief that pours into those places, for example, like water pipes that have been paid for in part with your tax dollars, water pipes for Palestine so that they don't have to live a poverty existence, those water pipes are then taken by Hamas and used to construct crudely made missiles to launch at Israel. Things like that. You know what I mean? So there's like, there's not three sides to the story, your side, my side, and the truth. There's like 19 sides to the story. And so this is atrocity propaganda to affect hearts and minds, which will ultimately, hopefully, in the eyes of Hamas, undermine Israel's ability to have a uh, international support for their operations in Gaza and probably sooner or later the West Bank. And the West Bank is where it gets a little a little tricksy. There's uh there's a place there. It's called Mount Moriah and it's where Abraham uh, almost sacrificed Isaac. Uh, it's also where David bought a threshing floor and then a temple was built and destroyed and then another temple was built and then destroyed and where the third temple is prophesied to be built and where currently the al Aska Mox, the Dome of the Dome of the Rock sits uh, and the outside of the platform of the temple right out there one hill over is Golgotha, which is where Yeshua was crucified. It's it's a bad place for guns and tanks and bombs and planes and rockets and IEDs. And it's pretty rough. But we shall see. So that is what Hamas is trying to do through their Palestinian health organization. It's atrocity propaganda to undermine international support for Yisrael. Shall we continue? Of course we shall, Bear. According to the Commissioner General of UN. RWA UNRWA, Felipe Lazzarini, 64 staff members have been killed in the conflict, including the head of security and his wife and eight children. He said at an emergency meeting for the organization that, quote, an immediate humanitarian ceasefire has become a matter of life and death for millions, end quote. Now, on the one hand, being a guy that's got two 501c3s and who is in the habit of running towards the problem rather than away from it. I understand why there are international aid workers there trying to help. Red Cross, Red Crescent. Did you know about the Red Crescent? Look that up. Yeah, surely you've heard of the Red Cross. Look up the Red Crescent. And just like the Red Cross is absolutely above board and studious with all their donations and grants, I'm sure there's nothing going on with the Red Crescent either. Um, I get it. Hey, there's a problem over here. Let's run towards it and solve the problem. At some point, 
the area that you're operating in may become non-permissive. We can't stay here. We've been blessed at Refuge lately. We've been doing a lot of teaching. It's been a blast. And shout out to everybody who came to class at uh, Refuge HQ in Spyro. Spyro, Oklahoma, baby. The town that Refuge built. Now, one of the things we talk about in the March algorithm, massive bleeding, airway, respiratory, circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else, hypolemic shock, expose, evaluate, evacuate, etc., is the S March E algorithm, and the S stands for scene safety. And my primary concern, scene safety, is me first, and then me and my partners, partner or partners, and then me, my partners, bystanders, and then the patient or the victim. Because if I get hit by a Peterbilt while I'm trying to render aid, I made the problem worse, not better. If we're getting shot at or stabbed or blown up right here, I probably can't stay here. This is an permissive environment. We got to get off the X, as all the Instagram tactical guys like to say. Can't stay here. There's the problem here. So if I can take the person who has the problem off of here and work on them over there, away from where the problem is, cool. If not, my primary concern as I'm responding to this is me first, then me and my partner, then me and my partner and bystanders, then me, my partner, bystanders, the victim. So I get that, you know, the UNRWA wants to be there and UNICEF wants to be there. I get all that. But if an Israeli armored column is coming down the street and they have been telling you for weeks, if you are here, you will be considered a combatant and we will destroy the building that you are in. And if you pick up any type of weapon, we will cavitate your forehead. Don't cry when the Israeli armored column comes rolling down the street. Is it right? Is it wrong? Maybe. It just is. And this gets back to the concept of all these I'm never going to bug out people. The hell you're not. Something like that comes rolling down your road. Stay here and fight and bitch and moan and kvetch. They destroyed my house. They set my house on fire. They ate all my sheep. They took all of our food storage. Yeah, they, but they've been telling you for weeks they were coming. I'm going to stay and fight. I right. best of luck. We actually open responder one with the scene of Pakistani Marines trying to force a guy on a bus to forcefully relocate him. And this guy will not comply. And he gets shot through the leg. It looks like with an FM foul twice, 7.62 by 51 millimeter close range. That guy doesn't make it, which is why I say in class, I'm not getting on the bus and I'm not going to where the bus is. The number one way to solve that problem is don't be where the problem is in the first place. And so on the one hand, I'm sorry that dude from UNICEF got blowed the hell up. Uh, him and his wife and his eight kids. That sucks. Micro, that sucks. Macro, if there's a situation where you and your wife and your eight kids can get blowed the hell up, don't be there. Okay? All right. Good talk. Israel will not meet the international calls for a ceasefire. Israeli ambassador to the UN, Galad Erdan, condemned the UN Security Council's response saying, quote, some of you have learned nothing in the last 80 years. Some of you have forgotten why this body was established. Instead of shouting Sieg Heil, these radical Nazi Islamists scream death to Israel, 
death to America, death to England. We were attacked by the Hamas Nazis. We were shown that genocidal, genocidal Jew hatred did not die with Hitler. It bubbled and grew until it invaded our homeland, end quote. He and his team have donned yellow stars as a statement protesting the lack of condemnation for Hamas. Yellow stars. Remember back to uh, World War II and the ghettos and the segregation of a certain portion of the population of Germany. And again, we could argue, well, if the terms of the Treaty of Versailles hadn't been so rough, then the German population wouldn't have been primed to accept a dictator like Adolf Hitler, which then, because of the internal strife within, Germany needed somebody to point to as the cause of the problem, a.k.a. the Juden. Yeah, the Jews, right? They're the problem. And for people who lack context at this channel, I'm not a Jew, uh, and I'm not Israeli. I'm also not for the wholesale slaughter of people in general. I'm also a firm believer in the Bible and a firm believer in Messiah. And because of that, understanding that approximately 30% of the volume of your Bible, if you flip it open and just read the thing, 30% of it is prophecy. And at some point, do you even Ezekiel 37 much, bro? Two sticks are going to be bound together. The house of Israel under the leadership of Ephraim and arguably the United States is Ephraim, and the house of Judah, the, U, the Jews, the Yehudim, bound together. And elder brother Judah expects that when they miraculously survive the Gog and Magog war, by the way, Gog is a person, Magog is his place. When they miraculously survive that, when 13 nations attack Israel, and they're not wiped off the map, that the person who does not wipe them off the map or allows them leads them to not be wiped off the map, that that person is the Messiah. Now, Christians, you'll find the phrase Gog and Magog in Revelation chapter 20, verses, verse 8, 7 and 8. When we, believers in Mashiach, Messiah, see him returning the second time, the Yehudim, the Jews, elder brother Judah, will see their Messiah coming the first time. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You see, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall have life everlasting, right? Only begotten son also makes him the firstborn son. And there's a triune blessing on the firstborn son. One is the kingship. Ain't no king but Jesus. Amen, sister, preach it. And that king, when he returns, Mashiach, Ben David in the line of King David, read Matthew chapter 1, the lineage of Messiah, is a righteous king in the line of King David, and he comes back with a sword, which he's going to need for this whole Gog and Magog thing, Revelation 19. The second part of the triune blessing is the priesthood. Yes, the priesthood. A priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, read the book of Hebrews. So how does Jesus, not being a Levite, have the priesthood? It's part of the triune blessing of the firstborn. That if Reuben, the son of Israel, Jacob, hadn't gone up to sleep with his daddy's girlfriend, then Reuben wouldn't have lost the blessing of the firstborn, and Judah wouldn't have got the kingship, Levi wouldn't have got the priesthood, 
and Ephraim and Manasseh wouldn't have got the double portion, the third part of the blessing. The double portion of the blessing on the firstborn. How does Messiah get to come twice? He has a double portion. Ah, and at some point near the end, the Yehudim, the Jews, will figure all of this out. Read Luke 24, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah. He's walking down the street in Jerusalem, and he hears two of his guys just carrying on. He goes, hey, what are you, what are you guys talking about? And they start ministering to him, witnessing to him. They're like, Yeshua Messiah. Who, are you the, the lone person in Jerusalem who doesn't know Yeshua the Messiah? Man, he was dead and then buried and then resurrected. And this is the third day and blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're, they're going on. And then Messiah says to them, he begins teaching them about him throughout all the Torah and the prophets, the scriptures that spoke about him. Because the Bible, as we know it today, was not codified in that time, the earliest of which of the books was written between 90 and 95 AD, but John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos. So in that time, when they say all scriptures profitable for reproof and instruction, they're talking about the Old Testament because that's what they had as a corpus of work to work from. And that's what the Jews know is that Old Testament. And so when Messiah returns, they're going to go, that's the guy. And we're going to be like, we've been telling you that for 2,000 years. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so I have a soft spot in my heart, all that to say I have a soft spot in my heart for elder brother Judah. Because at some point, we, Ephraim, we, Manasseh, we, the 10 tribes in the diaspora who have been scattered to the nations to be the esteem of all nations because of the covenant that's made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, we are going to have to invite elder brother Judah back into the house that he thought he was in this entire time. That is very different than the nation state of Israel, the secular nation state of Israel. Lines drawn on a map in 1947 and codified on March 14th, 1948 by the League of Nations, not by the hand of God, not by military action by Joshua in the sixth book of the Bible, by the League of Nations. So the nation state of Israel in the Middle East, as we see it today, encompasses part of the biblical nation state of Israel, the land, but it's just a tiny little piece. And people miss in Genesis 32 that Israel is a heart condition. Israel is the father's chosen people. So, the nation state of Israel, I'm not a gigantic supporter of. Hamas, definitely not a supporter of Hezbollah, Iran, not supporters of any of that. But elder brother Judah, they worship the same God that I do. They just don't understand that the same God that I worship, that they worship, became flesh to come and atone for their sins. They don't understand that the work that was done upon the stake, the staros, the cross, as a um, replacement sacrifice actually comes from Leviticus chapter 5. Why does Messiah say, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do? Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Why is that important? Because in Leviticus 5, verse 17, And when any being sins and has done what is not to be done against any of the commands of Yahuwah, the Lord your God, though he knew it not, yet he shall be guilty and shall bear his crookedness, then he shall bring to the priest a ram 
a perfect one, without spot or blemish, the ram slain from the foundation of the world, with your valuation as a guilt offering, and the priest shall make atonement for his mistake he committed unintentionally, though he did not know it, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a guilt offering. He was truly guilty before Yahuwah. Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Ah, yeah, see how all that works? And so now that we've had, uh, we've jumped right into the Bible theology rabbit hole. Forgive me, we'll get back to world events. But that's why I've got a soft spot in my heart for Elder Brother Judah. And we got to remember, biblical prophecy is based around the nation of Israel, which incorporates, encompasses the house of Judah, the Jews, in the region of Canaan, the promised land, over there in the Middle East. And 30% of your Bible, including in the New Testament, is prophecy. Shalom, sister, lovely Dudley. Love it. It all comes together. I'm glad you love it. There's 1,900 people here, so hopefully they're they're digging it too. If not, well, they Nobody put a gun to your your head and said you had to watch the Bear Braves this morning. Yankee Watchdog. Tommy Salter, what's up, bro? No problem with that rabbit hole. Shalom, brother. All right. Uh, Let's see. Back to uh, Israel. And what was this dude's name? Galad Erdan, who is the Israel ambassador to the United Nations. Which, by the way, you know the United Nations? You know who they're putting... uh, putting in charge of, um, what's their, I forget their nomenclature, Committee on Human, (laughs) How to Treat People Nicely, Iran, Iran, they're putting Iran in charge of that committee. So anyway, this dude, Galad Erdan, he and his team have donned yellow stars as a statement protesting the lack of condemnation for Hamas by the United Nations. During the announcement mentioned earlier, Netanyahu had said in response to a question, quote, Iran supports Hamas, provides over 90% of Hamas's budget. It finances, it organizes, it directs, it guides. That's the axis of evil against the free world and the moderates in the Arab world, end quote. I have a sneaking suspicion. It is just a matter of time before we, the collective we, are in a war against Iran. We're certainly moving pieces on the chessboard. In fact, in some of the cruising of the internet that I've done this morning, looking at all the different headlines, I saw uh, one article at uh, RT.com, Russia Today, discussing the three options that the United States has for assisting Israel in its conflict, and one of which was directly providing troops, munitions, direct military support for Israel. And the White House, um, I don't know who in the White House, probably the guy that pulls the the levers for the robot suit that Biden wears, somebody in the White House said, uh, yeah, that's not off the table. Okay, something to be aware of. But it's looking like uh, we're probably going to schwack Iran's PP. And if we commit to that, we being the United States, we commit to that, we go full force, that shouldn't be, especially with their superiority, shouldn't be that difficult of a thing to do. I'm not 
belittling it, we're still putting American servicemen and servicewomen in harm's way. But I think Iran's had it coming for a long time. Let's see. Back to the written brief. The U.S. does not back the calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, but it is also seeking to provide aid to Gaza. Yeah, your taxpayer dollars are funding both the Israelis and the Palestinians right now. Yeah. Tell me you're an end-stage empire without telling me you're an end-stage empire. An aid package. Now, I do like this aid package, mostly because you might not know this, but I am a fleshly being just like the rest of us. I've, I've been known to have some ego and hubris myself. An aid package has been proposed that would include $14 billion to Israel and cut that $14 billion from IRS funding. I'm just saying, if we're going to send money into the Middle East, where we're going to get it from is my prime concern. And if we're taking it from the IRS, I'm cool with that. Me personally. It's been called, quote, a non-starter because of the undesirable precedent it would set if passed. Man, what a great precedent. Oh, I'll get a pop-up on my side. Your ads will run shortly for some viewers. Skip ads? Yes, skip ads. A lot of y'all don't know this, but I am not in charge of the advertisements that YouTube puts on my content. Even content that I have demonetized uh, YouTube still puts ads on. I'm not in charge of the ads that they run or when they run or how frequently they run. There are some buttons that I can beep, boop, beep on this side of the screen that are supposed to inform how YouTube runs ads, but, uh, we'll just say it's not the be all end all when it comes to whether or not they're going to run ads and how often they run ads and especially what kind of ads they run on my content. Uh, people don't understand that YouTube is first and foremost an advertising platform that uses content to drive advertising. That's what it exists for. It is not a content platform. It is an advertising platform masquerading as a content platform. Ask me how I know. It's got 7,000 videos and live streams at this point. The digital mafia. There you go, Nick Rhodes. That's a good word for that. Continuing in the brief. Um, it's been called this $14 billion aid package stolen from the IRS given to Israel has been called a non-starter because of the undesirable precedent it would set if passed. What a great precedent. Can we please, please just push that one through? Please. We need funding for sex studies on uh, LGBTQIA plus bullfrogs in the Louisiana swamps. Okay, take her from the IRS. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Still, the U.S. is working with Egypt, Israel, and the United Nations and others to get critically needed humanitarian aid to the people in Gaza. Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, said to the members of the Security Council, quote, but of course, no amount of aid will matter if it cannot reach the people. Food, fuel, water, medicine, and other essential services must be restored, and while the number of trucks entering Gaza continues to increase, it is not nearly enough, end quote. Now, at the last I checked, there was somewhere around 104 semis of aid 
that had moved from the Al Rafa checkpoint in uh, southern Gaza from Egypt into Gaza. Ryan, the eating warrior, I got to say I'm okay with funds being taken from the IRS or ATF as long as they don't add additional ways to tax us more to make up the difference, which, let's be honest, is the most likely scenario. It is. Um, at what point here domestically do we just go, nah, nah, just conscientious objector, nah, nah. But bear, render unto Caesars what is Caesars? Yeah, a coin, not 50% of your earnings. <laughs> oh, gosh, I could dive into that rabbit hole. Today's probably not the day. <sighs> 104 trucks have crossed from Egypt into Gaza carrying aid. And I know many of y'all are going to be just absolutely gobsmacked by this, but uh, Hamas is stockpiling the fuel and water, and food, and medicine, and medical supplies that are coming from Egypt. And those supplies are not being distributed, dispersed amongst the innocents in Gaza. Now, interestingly, the people in Gaza, the Palestinians there, uh, the Hamas approval ratings go up every time. Hamas attacks Israel. So this is the government you wanted. You got what you wanted. Don't know what to tell you. Also, interestingly, a poll here done in the United States of America found, and forgive me because I don't remember who did the poll or the sample size, and those are two very important things, and I just don't remember. A poll here in the United States of America found that 60% Six zero percent of American Muslims side with Hamas, not Palestine, side with Hamas. There's a lot of um, international unrest right now because of what's happening in Israel. 60% side with Hamas. Back to them sleeper cells, right? Maybe. If you live in places like Michigan or New York or Pennsylvania or other areas of uh, high population density comprised of ethnic diversity, I'm not saying you need to go shoot any place up. You don't. But um, what did Christopher Ray say? A time of heightened vigilance, according to the FBI. Let's uh, let's get through the rest of this brief. I have 35 minutes of rabbit holes here, and there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Some world news and homegrown terror. Let's see. Emotions are hot around the world, and the potential for civil unrest continues to increase. In the U.S., a Las Vegas man was arrested for threatening Jewish Senator Jackie Rosen, a Nevada Democrat. That's interesting. By the way, Yehudim, Jews out there, why? Why the Democratic Party? Why? Why? They want to take away your ability to defend yourself. I'd say since uh, 1933-ish, there's not been a more important time for you to be able to defend yourself. To say nothing of all the other atrocities the Democratic Party can be tied to. A Senate hearing on Tuesday was interrupted multiple times by the shouts of anti-war protesters. 
Last Saturday, Shabbat, 7,000 pro-Palestinian protesters shut down the Brooklyn Bridge as they marched for the destruction of Israel. Marched for the destruction of Israel. See, and we've talked ad nauseum about the existential threat that is presented to Russia by the Ukraine war, a.k.a. NATO, on its doorstep. This is an existential threat to Israel. The whole reason Hamas exists is to destroy Israel. Iran, death to Israel, death to America. Israel is the little Satan, America is the great Satan. Not the type of people you negotiate with. They're like, oh, do you still exist? I do. Okay, our job's not done yet. Our job will end when you cease to exist. Eh, negotiations probably not going to work with that archetype of a human being. Abroad... After a flight from Israel landed in Russia's mostly Muslim Dagestan region, anybody else have to pull out a map and figure out where the hell is Dagestan? Yeah, raise your hand if that was you. That was me. I was like, dude, that sounds vaguely familiar. Where the hell is that? Southwestern Russia. Interestingly, an area that the Bible calls Rosh. Rosh. The Prince of Rosh. Gog is the Prince of Rosh and Meshech, and Tubal, and Magog is his kingdom. Interesting. Uh, a flight from Israel landed in Russia's mostly Muslim, Muslim Dagestan region. A mob stormed the airport, searching for Israeli passengers on the flight. Twenty were wounded, two left in critical condition, and there were 60 arrests made. I wonder what they were arrested for and how much time they did. This was a thing I was thinking about. Probably got arrested because you interrupted the airport's ability to continue to do commerce. Because the people who are arresting you are probably of the same mindset that you are. So I'm guessing those charges didn't stick. They weren't detained for very long. In response, Israel has warned its citizens to leave the northern Caucasus as soon as possible and has raised its travel warning to the highest level possible, a level four. Ukraine's President Zelensky commented that Russia's anti-Semitism is deeply rooted and that, quote, for Russian propaganda talking heads on official television, hate rhetoric is routine. Hatred is what drives aggression and terror. We must all work together to oppose hatred, end quote. And clap hand for President Zelensky for trying to remain relevant amidst this new Middle Eastern conflict. That's the written brief that we've got for today. Uh, of course, if you're on Patreon, you've got the written brief, the links, all that cool guy stuff. A couple of things I wanted to look at. What's up, Raincat? Shalom, sister. Hope everything's right in your world. <laughs> Broadhead said, F that dude. Right? Yeah, right. Cheers, Broadhead. It's almost like, it's almost like, um... Three-letter agencies went into a country halfway around the world and deposed a sitting president and installed a new sitting president who was sympathetic to their causes to perpetrate a war that was good both for national security, asterisk, and for the military-industrial complex, exclamation point, uh, that served the purposes of the alphabet soup agencies and the politicians within the federal government infrastructure for a period of time. And now that something else has come up, we just don't care about you anymore. Where have we seen that before? 
We would never do that. We don't. Regime change is not a thing the United States does, except for the 35-plus regimes that I could name since World War II. It's not anything we do. And you're important for a moment, Zelensky, and you're not important for your reasons. You're important for their reasons. And when their ends have been met, when their courses of action have been accomplished, uh, pivot, who's the next guy? Okay, war in the Middle East. Pull that binder off the shelf. Hey, guys, we're doing war in the Middle East now. Okay, but what about Ukraine? Eh, we'll, we'll figure that one out. It's fine. Whatever. It's ongoing. Don't worry about it. But uh, listen, pivot, war in the Middle East. Copy? Copy. All right, war in the Middle East. Track it. What's up, Palmetto? Good morning. Um, El Mauso es no batterio. Finger on mouse pad on laptop. From Russia today, Biden threatens to veto Israel aid package. Uh, I'll speed through this. Biden uh, refused to sign a Republican-backed military aid package for Israel if it does not include billions in funding for Ukraine. Why? Oh, two words, Burisma Holdings. Listen, we're going to send money all across the world. But while we're shipping pallets of greenbacks around, uh, make sure we got our 10% for the big guy. The Office of Management and Budget, or the OMB, which if, if you use the T in there, the Office of Management and Budget, you get TOOM, T-O-M-B, issued a statement on Tuesday dissecting the Republican proposal saying, quote, it inserts partisanship into support for Israel. Partisanship, because we all know that the war in Ukraine is absolutely unilaterally a bipartisan issue, right? Mm-hmm and fails to devote resources for Kiev and its conflict in Russia. Quote, Congress has consistently worked in a bipartisan manner to provide security assistance to Israel, and this bill threatens to unnecessarily undermine that longstanding approach, end quote, the office said, adding that, quote, bifurcating Israel's security assistance from other priorities in the National Security Supplemental will have global consequences, end quote, end quote. In other words, a bunch of nerds who count beans in the bottom of an office somewhere are being told to pull the uh, toe the political line that we can't have aid to Israel without aid to Ukraine. That would be uh, partisan, and we have always funded our wars globally in a bipartisan manner. Negative, negative. Remember Fifth Gen War, a facet of which is information warfare, aka propaganda. That's all that shit is. So suffice it to say that um, new dude, new speaker of the house. What the heck is his name? Mike Johnson? Mike Johnston? I don't know. That guy. Not big. Not to be confused with Big Mike, though. Big Mike is um, the male reproductive infrastructure possessing wife of the former President Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, Mike Johnson, new Speaker of the House said he would like to bifurcate aid for Israel and Ukraine going directly against the White House's plan to link the two issues. And so the people wingtip shoes in D.C. are are at it again, y'all. They're not very happy with each other. To the Dagestan thing, also from RT, dozens arrested over anti-Jewish riot. Now, what's interesting is there's some people out there in the uh, online media sphere saying, no, that that whole thing's made up. They were rioting, but it wasn't because of that. I don't know. I don't know. So again, is this just a narrative that is being pushed? Because let's be honest, there is a huge amount of international anti-Semitism, and Israel has used that for 80 years to shape the information battle space. 
Okay. It's like, um, to a certain extent, again, visit my talk 15 minutes ago about deep respect and mutual aid for elder brother Judah. But it's a lot like when you've got children and one of them is like, he's touching me. He's touching me again. He hit me, mom. He's touching me. He's touching me. And it's like, listen, unless he punches you, I don't want to hear about it. The two of y'all simmer down. Shut up. I got stuff to do. Okay. So this, this constant um, rhetoric of anti-Semitism is something that Israel has absolutely latched on to. And in some cases, it's accurate. In other cases, it suits Israel's purposes to shape the information battle space. Tracking? Tracking, bear. All right, cool. Police in Dagestan conducted home searches and confiscated phones to identify those who took part in storming of an airport in the southern Russian region. By the way, I've said it before on camera. I will say it again. If you're going to go do some hood rat shit, leave your phone at home. Just don't. You don't need it in your pocket. At least get a burner, man. Just like... Just don't do it. At a minimum, you're going to be geofenced. Like, don't don't do it. It's the whole thing. It's super easy, man. The SSID on your phone. Now that okay, we're scanning. We got your device ID. Cool. The next time that device ID touches a network, it pops up on our equipment back on this end, and now I know where you are. And then every network you touch from there on, I know where you are, and I can establish pattern of life for you. And it's it's too easy. It's too easy. Leave your rectangle at home if you're going to go do hood rat shit. Okay? Okay. Cool. Back to Dagestan. Russia's Ministry of Internal Affairs has announced the arrest of 83 people in connection with Sunday's anti-Semitic riots at the Makahachakala Airport in the Republic of Dagestan. That's a popular place right there. Police have warned that any attempts to provoke further unrest in the Muslim-majority region will be suppressed. The Russians are going to pay $200 tax stamps every time they arrest somebody in the region. In a statement on Telegram on Monday, the ministry said officers had conducted over 50 searches and had, se searches and had seized mobile phones and other equipment to be used as evidence against those suspected of organizing and participating in the riot. Hey, guys. Hey, guys, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you write your stuff down on paper and then burn it afterwards, or you write it on a, write it on a whiteboard and then erase it afterwards, there ain't nothing to seize. There ain't nothing to seize. I know. I know. Just throwing that out there. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Hmm. And if you say it with your thumbs or you say it digitally. Too many of y'all want to fight the system while using the system to fight the system. And there's something to be said about cutting Goliath's head off with his own sword. But remember, that sword is sharp and it can injure or kill you as well. So just throwing that out there. I'm just, just throwing that out there. That's right. The mouse doesn't work. I need to quit trying to use it. All right, so in Dagestan, they arrested a whole bunch of people. And as a result of arresting a whole bunch of people, they got their devices. And now that they have their devices, you know what they're doing? They're plugging those devices into a database on some OSINT software to tie everybody together to figure out who is who. Just like January 6th. Connor Brown. What's up, Big Tex? Now... 
last, this was interesting. My brother Bob messaged me about this, uh, I don't know, a couple days ago. <clears throat> Armed men wearing tactical clothing with explosives found dead in women's restroom of Colorado theme park. Police say he left a bizarre note. And we'll just start with written on the wall. Um, according to the San Diego Union Tribune, Dateline Denver, a heavily armed man killed himself rather than carry out an apparent plan to shoot up a mountaintop amusement park in Colorado. His body discovered in a bathroom next to the word scrawled on the wall, I am not a killer, authorities said on Monday. Diego Barajas Medina, 20, was found dead in the women's bathroom at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park by a maintenance worker. So this dude, 20, um, has a less than traditional American name. We'll just, I can't infer anything from the name other than, you know, he definitely wasn't Polish. <laughs> How's that? But this guy, full kit, found in the women's bathroom, scrawled on the wall, I am not a killer. Back to all those sleeper cells and all of that. Um, some people have posited MK Ultra. Maybe. Maybe. What about simple coercion? Um, some of y'all are aware that we do a fair bit of work in the uh, trafficking space anti-human trafficking, specifically for juveniles, to be precise. That's where we're targeted. But trafficking, by definition, means that you are exploiting another human being. There are myriad, hundreds of ways to exploit another human being. How do we know that this poor kid didn't have his entire family taken and held at gunpoint and said, you will go do this thing, or... We will butcher your entire family. We don't. We'll probably never know. But I bet you, just like that piece of shit in Lewiston, Maine, this guy, uh, <laughs> say it with me, FBI, he was on our radar. He was on our radar. He was on our radar. Now, to the article from The Blaze, which, again, uh, let's give credit where credit is due. Clap hand to The Blaze for cleaning up their website uh, and not making it all about 19 pop-ups and here's two pills you can take to reverse heart attack damage. Um, they're actually doing reporting again, which is good. From The Blaze, a young man was found inside a dead was found dead inside a woman's restroom at an adventure theme park in Colorado, and police, police believe that he killed himself. The Garfield County Sheriff's Office said in a news release that employees of the Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park found the dead body before the business was scheduled to open on Saturday. The 22-year-old was wearing tactical clothing, including a helmet, and was carrying a rifle, a handgun, fake grenades, and pipe bombs, both real and fake. Police said the guns were either ghost guns or homemade, and that he wore patches that made him appear to be a member of law enforcement. The unidentified man entered the park illegally after employees had left. Police said he had written a note that read, I am not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves. The Grand Junction bomb squad searched the theme park, quote, in a slow, methodical manner, end quote, to deactivate the bombs he left behind. Officials also searched the man's home and they found one of the explosives in his vehicle. 
quote, given the preparation, given the amount of weapons and ordnance he had, it almost seems very highly likely he intended to use those against the community. He chose not to, said Garfield County Sheriff Lou Valario. The Garfield County coroner is investigating his manner of death as a suicide. Quote, while this investigation is still ongoing and very active, is it important to realize that given the amount of weaponry, ammunition, and explosive devices found, the suspect could have implemented an attack of devastating proportions upon our community and first responders, end quote, read the statement from the sheriff's office. Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park is located on a mountainside near Glenwood Springs. I don't know what happened to this poor kid. May Yah have mercy on his soul. Whatever he was fixing to do, apparently at the last moment, he decided against. He couldn't do it. I don't know if he was on certain types of prescription medications that seem to be a common denominator across many, many people who commit atrocities like this. I don't know if he was part of some program. I don't know. I don't know, but I believe because patterns of behavior that he was probably on our radar like everybody else. I do know that um, manufacturing homemade explosives like pipe bombs is not something that the ATF uh, smiles upon, nor something I recommend. And it's not terribly difficult to do, but somebody probably had to show this kid how to do it. AKA there was probably a facilitator. There's almost always a facilitator somewhere. And he's a California resident. So where did he get ghost guns from? Where, where was he manufacturing explosives from? Where did he get a police officer's uniform from? And so again, I don't know if he was a Manchurian candidate. I don't know if he was MK ultra. I don't know if he was simply coerced. Um, there are lots of people. It happens regularly. <laughs> Ask me how I know we abduct your family and we will cut their heads off on camera with a dull machete. If you don't go do X thing happens regularly. This poor kid, whatever happened at the last moment decided that it was a better option for him to take his own life than to carry out what he was about to do. I'm glad he didn't hurt anybody. I'm also sorry that he hurt himself. And with all sincerity, may y'all have mercy on his soul. So that's the brief for today. Uh, listen, keep your head on a swivel. The world's weird. The world's always weird. Uh, but it's in a heightened level of weirdness right now, especially after, you know, yeah, you know what? We don't censor ourselves here, especially, especially after how many millions of our population went out and courted with demons last night. Yeah. Great job, everybody. Great job. Awesome briefing. What's up, Patriot Plumber? Shalom, brother. So. You should always have on your person the means to defend yourself and the people that you love and the means to treat potential injury for yourself and the people that you love. Um, just basic prepper stuff, man. The EDC is the cornerstone of your ability to operate with some semblance of stability and peace in this jacked up world that we live in. So 
If your EDC sucks, fix it. And then do all the basic prepper things, man. Food, water, shelter, connection to the creator of the universe by the blood of his son. Uh, get to know your neighbors. Have an emergency plan. You know, we um, we had a three-hour meeting yesterday at Refuge about what SHOT Show 2024 is going to look like for us. Because Refuge will be out there at SHOT Show again. We'll have a booth this year. Praise Yah. We're taking a bigger team, taking more people. It's going to take more time, more money. We're going to have you know, dedicated staff at the booth and blah, 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 all that. And one of the key things was emergency action plan, EAP. What are we going to do if shit gets stupid in Vegas? Well, you're at SHOT Show. There's 50,000 people. You're surrounded by guns, all of which have had the firing pins removed from them. None of which have any live ammunition anywhere. <laughs> it's not exactly, you're no safer there than you are like, you know, pet sense buying dog food. Rally points. That's exactly right, Andy Barnes. Rally points are one of the things that we established. Combo plan, rally points, evac. We're in the middle of Caesars and the Venetian, in the middle of the Strip, in the middle of Vegas. How do we GTFO? And I'm not saying that something bad is going to happen, but I'm saying you always need to be prepared for if something bad does happen. Okay. So it's just a, it's a facet of life for us. And I hope it's a facet of life for you all. And that when you, when you plan for it, if something bad does happen, you're not blindsided. You know, the rule of seven P's proper previous planning prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. So and the, the primary reason you plan, honestly, is to mitigate risk and to find holes in your proposed courses of action because the plan's not going to go the uh, the exact same way you want it to go, right? Because the enemy gets a vote. But at least we have an idea of what we need to do. So, commo, evac, rally points, et cetera, et cetera. So you guys should be doing that too. And start with the most likely threats and work your way out to the least likely threats. Most likely threat, you get in a car wreck today. What are you going to do about it? Least likely threat, hmm, Kim Jong-un decides, you know what? I'm tired of being short and fat and nobody paying attention in the world stage. I'm pressing the big red button. All right. All right. That's the brief. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, I bid you adieu. Beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Okay, bear. <laughs> Robin Smith. Yes, don't forget the seven Ps. <laughs> awesome. Uh, listen, links in the description for all this stuff. We'll breeze through it today. Uh, Patreon, it's the first of the month. It's the best day of the month to join Patreon. It's 10 bucks a month. It's a preparedness consultancy. You ask me the questions. I appreciate you, Big Rich. You have an awesome day. Bless you. Um, oh, no. Skip ads. Yeah, I'm hitting that button. Stand by, YouTube. Skip ads. Um, there's a bunch of content going up on Patreon right now that is uh, really high value. Let's see. We've got, so today, we've got the brief and the written, like what you're watching, plus the written brief and the links. And then timber framing at Polyface Farms. Then yesterday, whiteboard planning session behind the scenes at a rude awakening, men's group Monday. And then uh, me 
uh, an hour 15, an hour 30 of me talking with John from SOE Tactical at Self-Reliance Festival, uh, basically having church on John's podcast, um, the chipper patch, which sold out that fast. And yes, there are more coming. If you if you don't know about the chipper patch, you just don't know. That got posted. An aid rendered. Then uh, Monday morning, talking with Joel Salatin of Polyface Farms about butchering. And then the written brief on Monday. And then on Sunday, a write-up on food forests and how to produce food where you live. A couple of in-stock alerts from Refuge Medical. Uh, and then John and um, Joel Salatin from uh, Polyface their podcast. And then of course on Friday, the Lech Lecha Torah portion, if you're into reading the Bible uh, and last Friday, money advice for business and personal. That's everything that's posted on Patreon since Friday. Okay. It's a wealth of value there. So it's the first of the month. It's 10 bucks a month. Check it out. Link in the description. And by the way, bless you. Huge hugs. Thanks for the truth bear. You're welcome. Um, I hit a button. I don't know what button I hit. I don't I don't know how this okay. Bless you. Anyway, um it's 10 bucks, man, and there's a ton of value there. Now, if you are um one of those people, like at the end of the month, for whatever reason, you're like your debit card expired or you changed banks or whatever, there's a there's a non-trivial number of people at the end of each month on Patreon that think they're still subscribed on Patreon, but they're not. So just check your membership status because sometimes <laughs> there's a billing issue. Uh, Refuge Medical, our promo right now is that we're not out of stock and out of business like all of our air quote competitors. <laughs> we have stuff. Um, what stuff do we have? That's a great question. Refuge Medical. Dot com. I'll tell you what we don't have is fake Chinese tourniquets because I bought a bunch of them uh, to break and I broke them. But the bare facts sold out, the bare minimum sold out. We do have SOBs, the small of the back kit. That's an awesome kit, very compact, weighs as much as one loaded M4 magazine. Great blowout kit. The SOB, you can wear it. In fact, Patriot Plumber, who's here in the chat, he's the one who helped us design this thing. So what's up, bro? Uh, you can wear it on your gun belt, your war belt, your duty belt, your plate carrier, your chest rig, the headrest of your car. It's a great kit. Uh, so we've got SOBs. We've got the Origin Whitetail IFAC. We've got Crash Facts, which a lot of y'all have asked, like, <laughs> I want a bare fact, but I want everything inside of a vacuum sealed. Okay. The vast majority of what's inside of a bare fact comes from the factory already vacuum sealed. But if you want us to vacuum seal it twice because you live on a submarine, got you, bro. And so that's the crash fact. We've got those. We've got slick kits. Um, chuck that thing in your back pocket. Chest seals, com uh, combat gauze, gloves, duct tape, pressure bandages. We've got those. Uh, bleeding prevention kits. Um, you know, don't sleep on the BPKs, the bleeding prevention kits. There's a lot of stuff in a BPK, man. And it's 60 bucks. It's a vacuum sealed kit right there. Stick it in your glove bag, glove box, in your uh, <laughs> backpack, your day bag, in your desk drawer at work. What's in that thing? 60 bucks. You got a legit Gen 7 cat tourniquet, a legit North American Rescue emergency trauma dressing, six inch 
two compressed gauze for wound packing, two pairs of nitro gloves, a pair of shears, real shears, a mylar blanket, a permanent marker, and a set of TCCC instruction cards for 60 bucks. This is phenomenal. Jason Hart, bless you. Thank you. Love what the Bear Nation has done for me and mine. The Father moves. Praise you. Yeah, he does. Hey, man, I'm just a pipe. I am not the water. So anyway, refugemedical.com, you can go check that out. And of course, if you're on Patreon, use your promo code, homie. Um, and a lot of y'all have been asking, hey, Bear, when is insert item here going to be back in stock? Uh, the short answer is, I, I don't know, we're working literally around the clock to make that happen. Um, but um, I've been telling you all for months, DOD, DLA, buying ton, literal tons of stuff. You know how everybody freaked out when like that rumor was going around Lake City ammunition is not fulfilling any um, civilian contracts. Then Lake City themselves had to say, we haven't changed anything. We're just five, five, six is just drying up. And in 24 hours, everybody was losing their shit because five, five, six is going to run out. Which, by the way, Pastor Joe Fox of Viking Preparedness was saying for a week before that happened. So go go subscribe to PJ on Patreon, too. Um, that's been happening for months with medical equipment. And most people are way more in tune with my 556, five, bro, than they are with my gauze. Gauze, if you know how to use it, will save your freaking life. And so we have been quietly, we being refuge, have been quietly going through that for months on this side of the camera. What everybody experienced when they couldn't get 556 is what we've been dealing with for months on this side. And so all that being said, we have orders out to all of our suppliers, the manufacturers of these products. We do have stuff inbound. And we'll get it when we get it. And when we get it, we'll put it in stock. In the meanwhile, it's a great day to buy some extra shit because you, know, you never know. All right. Uh, let's see. Refuge Ruckus, man, the Refuge Ruckus is is sneaking up on us. Hello, sir. Why does my wife call out Baron Dependent in the night? Well, CB, I don't know. You should probably have a conversation with her. I'm guessing you don't appreciate it, and I'm guessing my wife wouldn't appreciate it either. So do not covet. It's a thing. Um, RefugeRuckus.com. If you think uh, child sex trafficking is an abomination and you want to do something about it, go to RefugeRuckus.com. Come rock with us in Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th, 2024. And if you can't come to town, although you should, because there's going to be speakers and workshops and vendors and live music and Midrash on Shabbat and food and fellowship. And we're all going to rock through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas together while waving a middle finger at pedophiles. Um... If you can't come and participate there, hold a ruck where you are at. If you want to be a remote rucker, all the details for that are at refugeruckus.com. We need y'all. We need your help. The 12th C is out there rucking every day in preparation for the refuge ruckus. And if you're preparing for the refuge ruckus by throwing on your rucksack and getting some reps in, get at us on Instagram and tag us and uh, we'll put you out there. All right. Um, grindstoneministries.com. Grindstone is our disaster and construction relief ministry after hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, random laser beams that come out of the skies and light things on fire. Grindstone shows up and we help people put their lives back together again. We can't do that without you. So thank you to every one of us who supports us at grindstoneministries.com. You can also get your swag there if you want, like, uh, this shirt that I'm wearing underneath here. You can't see it, but it's blue. 
I got a blue long sleeve on. It's the Caleb House long sleeve. And on the left arm, it says kill the bad ones. And on the right arm, it says save the good ones. And on the back, it says serve the father with the Caleb House logo. If you want one of them, grindstoneministries.com. You want my brother Rex's The Real Dope shirt? GrindstoneMinistries.com. If you want uh, Saw's Facts Not Feelings shirt, GrindstoneMinistries.com or links in the description. Okay? Okay. Uh, what else? You can get a copy of the scriptures uh, from GrindstoneMinistries.com as well. Uh, at our cost, we don't mark up the word of God. What we pay for them is what we sell them to you for. And if you can't afford one, just email us there and we'll send you one for free. I don't need to know why you can't afford one. I just need to know where to send it to. Okay. And because of awesome people like y'all, we have been able to donate pallets of the scriptures to people who needed them, which is absolutely awesome. Of course, calebhouse.org. Caleb House is our anti-human trafficking ministry. We are building Caleb House, which is the restoration facility. We are also actively uh, doing things in the field to make sure that, um, you know, the people who perpetrate these heinous crimes don't get to continue to do so. Speaking of which, I meant to say, um, if you're on Patreon, our Patreon exclusive live stream Thursday may be done earlier than usual uh, for reasons. I might have to go rock into an ocean or something. Okay. Okay, bear. Cool. Um, now, uh, so calebhouse.org, you can find out more about what we do there. And uh, if the spirit moves you, if you would like to donate, then you can do that there. If it does not, bless you. Um, I don't want a dime from anybody who isn't moved by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to participate. I'm not a shill. I'm not here to beg you for your money. Tracking? Tracking, bear. Cool. And lastly, MooseRunCoffee.com. MooseRunCoffee.com. Uh, the Grindstone Blend, a portion of the proceeds from the Grindstone Blend goes to uh, benefit what we do with Grindstone and Caleb House. So if you're in the mood for some coffee, maybe you're looking to add a brand to your repertoire or switch brands, consider Moose Run Coffee. It's run by a brother. I know him personally. Good dude. Makes great coffee. Check it out. All right. All right. Andy Barnes says, amazing coffee. Speaking of amazing, shall we speak to the author? of amazing yeah i think we'll do that let's do that oh good morning father yah you are absolutely incredible and i thank you that for some inexplicable reason you love us enough to create us and redeem us and give us a purpose and fill our lungs with breath father and to correct our actions and to move us across this chessboard of life by your Ruach HaKodesh. Thank you for tarrying with us. Father, for all those out there who are struggling with worthiness and understanding why you would love us that much, why you would give your life for us, why you would cover us with your blood and forget our lawlessness and our sins, Father, help us remember that even if we can't figure it out, that you ordained it. And who are we to tell you that you made a bad decision? Who am I to tell you that I'm not worthy when you killed yourself for us so that we could come home again? And Father, with that, 
overwhelming humility. Let us serve you to the best of our ability. Let your will be done, not our will be done. Put us where you need us. Give us the strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua. We need to execute on the tasks that you put in front of us. Father, pour out your spirit on all flesh for wisdom and discernment. And Father, for peace that surpasses all understanding. For everybody within the sound of my voice, Father, that's going through trials and tribulations and struggles, may we count it all joy together as a corpus, as a body of believers, knowing that all things work together for your purposes and for your good. And let us be patient and believe in you because you are the author of all things that are good. And even if we don't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're going to do it and when you're going to do it, Father, let us remember that you will do it and that your word will not return to you void and that we can lean on that with trust and with deep faith and understanding that you are a good and loving father that you love your children beyond comprehension. Father, if there's anything within the sound of my voice that is not of you, come together in agreement, we rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Put a hedge of protection around these people. Work undeniable miracles in their life. Let them see you and know you and experience you and have a loving relationship with you as a good father. As one who is capable of meeting all of our needs. Who loved us from the foundation of the world. It was a purpose for our life. And it truly wants to achieve the preservation of life here so that we can walk together with you in spirit and in truth. Father, be indwelt in us today. Let the world see you when they see us. I ask your blessing on all these people. And I'll lift them up to you and set them at your feet. And I ask you to just unconditionally love them today. And I ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Oh. oh, may y'all bless y'all. May he make his face shine upon you. May you experience his peace and his shalom today. I love y'all. Best audience on planet Earth. We have done so many amazing things together. And I couldn't do it without Yah, and I couldn't do it without y'all. Go out there and be the light bear nation. I will see you when I see you. Shalom.